What's up, everybody? This is Hunter Himmel, and here's your two cents on DJ Mixwell. So, where are we, DJ Mixwell? We're in my favorite part of the house right now. We are right here in the creation station, baby. Feels, <laughs> feels real right here. I feel like I'm on stage almost. It's cool. <laughs> so, how often are you on these tables? Um, I would say right now, well, as, a, as far as like DJing goes, about last year, I took a step back and um, I started producing, like putting full time into production. So, so you're mostly on your computer? Yep, uh, I'm producing a lot of music right now. Um, not saying that I haven't been DJing. Last year, the third and fourth quarter, I took a, definitely took a break and I finished off all the shows and everything that I had already booked. Mm -hmm. And then I basically did the same thing for the first quarter. And then just again this year, started taking more shows. And, but yeah, nah, I, I spent a lot of time down here. I DJ quite often other than that without doing shows, but I say right now, I'm definitely producing a lot. Cool. It's a very chill vibe over here too. You got a lot of homies living with you. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> do they jam out to your music as you're over here producing, or is it more like a solo thing? No, that you're of course, doing? man. Um, it was it wasn't even my idea to put my stuff like in the you know in, into what we created for the creation station. It was more so my roommate Danny. You know, shout out to him, and he was the one who pushed me to you know to make sure my 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 shit was set up gotcha because he has his own thing. his own thing going on in the house as well yeah definitely man he uh he has his own brand if you guys uh check it out for medicated users and non-medicated users right here um, his it's a cauldron's coconut oil and you just check that out on instagram man cauldron c-a-l-d-e-r-i-n coconut oil have you had any yeah. recent shows here do you throw yeah. shows here or what um, last show that we just had actually was about two weeks ago, um, and it was for the old promo. Um, it was for the old manager of Imagine Dragons and the Killers. He put us on this show for a concert series at Cowabunga Water Park, and yeah, man, we just did that and it went really good. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to go all the way back, and I kind of want to know what your upbringing was, where you're from, mm -hmm. and kind of how you were as. Young Mixwell. <laughs> yeah. I know a little bit, but I, I know the listeners would uh, like to hear that. Yeah. Um, well, really, I'm born born and raised in Vegas uh, to start it all off. Um, been out here my whole life. Other than two years, I lived out in North Carolina. And I came back out here. And then that's when I came to, you know, the side of town that I met you on. And, um, yeah, so really from there that, you know, I grew up out here and... What got me really into DJing was uh, was visiting an old friend from California and went out there, visited, and it happened to be his first time going out to a party out there. Mm -hmm. So the guy who invited him, funny enough, you know, uh, you know, not, not to sound mean or anything, but, you know, kind of in Vegas, we, you know, we kind of have a certain Vegas mentality. Nobody really like wants to socialize outside of their group in a sense you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah i get you or it's really a part of that and a little bit more vegas cats are a lot more to themselves so they're um you know not 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 as welcoming to as other people you know right so we so we went out there went to a uh got invited to the party went and it was the biggest party i ever went to you know it was about like three four hundred people there and um there was a DJ and 
that whole, just the whole scene is seeing how everybody was getting down to the DJ and all that, that that's kind of like what captured well, me into... What kind of music was he playing? <sighs> what, like, I don't style? even remember, man. To be honest with you, it was like, it was definitely EDM. Like, it was a lot of EDM music. I remember it was, it was EDM and hip hop for sure. Okay. So I definitely remember hearing some Tech 9 out there. And then uh, that was like, oh shit, <laughs> these people are out here playing Tech Nine. That's tight. <laughs> yeah, Tech Nine's your early music influence. I know from personally knowing definitely. you. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, Tech Nine was definitely. Uh, I would say he was probably one of my first artists that I got really like into into. Right. You know, like really. It's crazy into. how artists can do that. You almost get like obsessed, and you like like all their music. Oh, bro, as a fanboy. Yeah. Fanboy yeah. to the fullest. <laughs> On Thanksgiving, I was right there getting merchandise for like their Thanksgiving sale. Everything was fifty percent off. The VIP tours, like of meeting tech, getting tech to call my old best friend, like on my cell phone. You know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, definitely Huge one of my influence. biggest influence, influences. <laughs> Sweet. Uh-huh. So when you were at this party out in LA and you're noticing people getting down to this music, did you? start a conversation with the DJ or was it just in the back of your mind like oh damn I feel like I could do this and it would be like very it's interesting to me I didn't go up to the DJ that night I was definitely I was definitely intimidated in a sense mm-hmm. you know I, I'm in I'm in a territory that's not mine um, you know like I you know like no, I de- yeah I, I, I didn't go uh, I didn't go up to the DJ and to be honest with you during that night like as we were going through the party i definitely didn't like have it in my mind like yo that's what i want to do it was later that night an old friend or not an old friend but who i met at the time Mm -hmm. lewis shout out to him ocean roulette who's really doing his thing right now he showed he showed me a video of edc yeah. It, it, I want to say it was like EDC 09 and it was at the LA Coliseum and then there that was like when I saw that video and then rewatched it the next day it was like oh fuck like that's special right there yeah. I want to tap into that mm-hmm. you know and that that's you know in a sense that's where it kind of started you felt the energy through the video type shit cause that EDC is like the wildest vibe you will ever experience. Definitely, you don't man, see I, that out of any other thing you do in life. I don't feel like you don't feel that the energy of that crowd and like everyone so positive and loving and shit is is awesome. No, definitely, and it was a, uh, it was just something that was, it. I don't know, man. It was it was just something that I experienced differently, like seeing like the DJ go on that night and then like. I don't know, man. It was just it was just a different experience of like something that I would never experience home in Vegas. Like of seeing that many different people like who are from all different parts and it was like once when cats found out that I was from Vegas, like, you know, it was just like I got like treated like with a whole different love. You know, they're right. like, Oh shit, you're from Vegas? Like, yeah, it's so dope and it was just like I think just between seeing how like going through the whole party that night of seeing like the dj everybody like just the whole vibe that night and then seeing the ed yeah excuse me the edc trailer putting those two together and then the next night in california 
went to another party. It wasn't as crazy, but it was just like, you know, it was like almost the same thing. Same thing, and um, and it was like just the same vibe. And it was just like I came back to Vegas with like, yo, I want a DJ. You know, just after that whole experience, it wasn't like the one thing that where it was like the party light, like mm-hmm. the party that night where it was like, okay, I want to do that, you know? Yeah. It was just more so like sitting on the airplane coming back to Vegas, like, fuck. DJing is like what I think I want to try. You yeah. Know? So, okay. yeah. When, when was this? You said back in 09? Or was this? Um, so when, well, when it was for start? the EDC trailer when I saw that. So it was about, yeah, man. So it was about... It was a, it was about there. I've been DJing for it'll be it'll be about nine years coming up this October. Dedication of like man. of being active for gotcha. sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. So how soon after that trip did you start DJing? What like pushed you over the edge? Like yeah, damn. I'm gonna get down. I'm gonna buy what I need to get what I need to get and start doing this. <laughs> Good question. Um, <laughs> funny enough is. I definitely came back to Vegas with some money that I will take to the grave with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, how I got it. So I came back to Vegas with a good sum of money. And it was just like, I had... Dogs is barking. Hey, want to stick, uh, stick them up in Danny's room? <laughs> Shout out to Mello. Yeah, Mello's going off. He must have heard a ghost. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. What was your question? Um, we were just talking about how you got started, and uh, you had got some money from California. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I had the I had the money. I came back to Vegas with money, and after experiencing uh, everything in California, it was like okay this is what this is what i need to do you know so uh i bought shit i bought bought my first equipment and the rest the rest was you know the rest the rest is from there you yeah. know i uh bought my first equipment and just yeah do you ever just uh, kept proud you know just, just that that's where it begun right yeah. there and i fucking sucked <laughs> <laughs> what style did you start off with like mm. style edm did you like well i grew up off of hip-hop man growing up through uh through road trips through everything me me and my family went on a lot of vacations so i would i would be very i was very i'm very influenced from my brother mm. um and I would have all his CDs to my, you know, to my hands that I can play in the Walkman, you know? Mm-hmm. Back when, you know, you had to try to get the anti-skip one. So if you hit a bump on the road, your, your CD didn't skip. Uh, so, um, yeah, so I was very, a lot of road trips. So I was listening to, man, I was listening to Eminem. I was listening to 50. I was listening to DMX. I was listening to down to like, to some down south rappers like Tebow, South Coast Coalition. I was heavily on uh, just the whole No Limit records from Master P to Lil Romeo to Tebow. Um, it was just, you know, so I, I had a lot of CDs in my hand at a young age and my parents never really put a restriction on what I listened to. Mm-hmm. So it was always hip hop. So once when I started getting into DJing, 
it was kind of like, well, fuck, I'm falling back on my roots. Yeah. So that's that's exactly what I did. But the thing about it was, is that I, when I was in California, I saw the whole EDM side of things. So it was like, that was in the back of my mind too, but that wasn't, that wasn't me. So I started DJing what was me and that was hip hop sets. And then, you know, as time went on, my love, you know, for EDM grew more and more. And, you know, it's kind of funny enough, it, in a sense, it kind of like flip flopped. So, yeah. yeah. How long was it till you um, booked your first show and performed in front of a crowd? Or even a house party? Let's talk about your first performance. <laughs> yeah, you definitely know those. Um, man, I would say it was probably about. I was either. I was probably. I want to say I was maybe like 14 and a half or so. 14. <laughs> yeah. Um, and about 15 is when I would say I started. Yeah, I'd say 15 is when I started DJing. So I'd say 15. So 14, like around 14 is when I started getting into it. And then 14 and a half. Because the thing is with me, it was like, I, I had to start off by like piece by piece. Mm-hmm. So it was probably like, I want to say 14. I could be wrong. Don't quote me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely around 14. Excuse me. So it's like 14. I started getting that shit. And then like 15 came. I already had like a piece of equipment that I actually bought, but you know, like to get started off, man, that shit's expensive. So I had to wait for like a birthday to get like some speakers from my parents and shit like that. You know, they, you know, they definitely helped me out along the way. So I would say from when I got into it and then from the time, like when I first put myself out there, I would say it took about a year or so. Mm -hmm. And that was because I had to have paid like, Literally, bro, I would be in my room and I would fucking like, I would, I would have like my DJ controller, no speakers, no fucking, no laptop, no nothing. And I'd be in my room just inspired, just like knowing like, yo, I'm about to do this shit. And like, I would close my eyes and have my like DJ controller set up and like, just like hit the knobs, don't even know what the fuck I'm yeah. doing. I'm just hitting knobs, acting like I'm doing it. Like, yeah, yeah. With nothing like, playing. Bro, nothing playing <laughs> yeah. at all. Not even like it's some music on the phone to keep yeah. me going. <laughs> it's like nothing, bro. Like, just knew, like, did, like, this is what it's going to turn into. And like, yeah, man. I would say like before I even knew, that's when it's like I first started like manifesting it before mm-hmm. like I even had an idea about any of that. It was just... I was always thinking about it and it was just like literally just showing up to my room and like seeing my DJ stuff like and that felt like your first performance like you were just in your head and your imagination just killing it Uh, yeah yeah picturing you got a crowd in front of you and shit like that and the lights uh, I feel it and then what was the vibe of that first actual performance in front of people was Um, it here in Vegas or was it back in California are you talking about like well I mean in a sense, I mean, for like to like, in a sense, it's always been here, and that should be, and that's just because that's where I started off with the house party. So I got, I got lucky, you know. I found what I wanted to do at a young age, and a lot of people don't really find that. So it was like, and it, and it hit me, you know. what I'm saying it was like, was it nerve wracking like, getting ready for that? Doing like, like that, like people? the first house party, yeah, yeah, man, like for sure, bro. Yeah. Like it was just like because I remember going through that day being in my garage, like with my dad, 
and like setting everything up and it's funny because if you know my dad it's just like he's a character of his own mm-hmm. you know he's he's the dopest for sure but it's just like he's a character of his own so he's always like you know and like was he pumping you up no he wasn't really pumping me up he was just like more like anal about like making everything worked you know what i'm saying gotcha. like and i think it's just something that at a young age and maybe something now that I'm, I still don't really comprehend because we have a funny relationship and it's just he's a he, he's a he's a funny guy and uh, nah work. like he didn't hype me up but maybe like I think j- just just how he is he was um, you know I I don't know he didn't he didn't hype me up but he was just making sure everything went right and I I love that man I definitely love that hell yeah you know yeah he's a he, you know, just want, just making sure, like, I don't want my son to fail out there. Got you know, you. <laughs> got your back and supported yeah. you fully the Definitely, whole time. Man. Never take, doubted like, take, you. Yep, taking me to Guitar Center, him, him and my mom. You know, hey, fucking yeah. like, definitely. Cool. So, yeah. what what were some hardships that you ran into or have been running into with either like booking or man, inconsistent people that you're it, working with or whatever? It can, man, it it still, it comes down to this moment right now, like, to this moment as we're living, like, I'm still going through it, Mm -hmm. but I would say, like, first starting off, it was, like, um, like I was saying earlier, trying to just get equipment alone just to get your shit going, you know? It's, like, that, that right there is, like a fucking mission mm-hmm. you know because it's like no car at the, the time <laughs> oh bro i'm far from a car you know i'm like 14 15 like far from a car mm-hmm. and it's just like far from a car and like as like just me alone like i've always been troubled in school mm-hmm. so it's always like i've always had my difficulties growing up you know so that's what makes like that's what makes my shit like even like to me like hell yeah because it's like I went, like, I kind of went through it. Like, I went through, I, I've been there when it's, like, teachers to counselors to, like, deans to principals, literally, like, telling my parents and me that I'm not going to do shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally telling me that shit. So it's, like, I had know, a terrible it, counselor myself who brought me in a meeting with my mom and told me that with the grades... Uh, he'll be lucky to graduate and shit like that. Just yeah. like, and that's your counselor. You're supposed to be comfortable <laughs> with going to him or her yeah, bro, and talking and to him about your problems, or they're supposed to help you. But no, he exactly he man. disrespected me in front of my mom and shit. And it was like, yeah, man, I shit, man, I've been there with my parents, and that's what mo like most important. I always show them love and like, and it's funny and like it's funny now to like, like speaking of that subject, it's like. Way, like if anybody's out there really listening, it's one thing for me is I always thought like, yo, I gotta be at a certain level to maybe do something for my parents or do something for someone that's really been there for you, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's been a really cool feeling to like, to really like once in, I don't know, man, like, it took like it, you know obviously a big you know like getting out of my parents house that's a big thing mm-hmm. and it's like you know once when you're out like once when you're out of there and I know there's people out there like who fight with their dad who fight with their mom you know anything like that because that was me too mm-hmm. and it's like once when I moved out of my parents house and I started living on my own it was funny how 
the place that I never really wanted to be is the place that like is one of my like bring it brings me back. You know what I'm saying? One is one of my zones. So it's like I always, you know, it's like that's at your parents' house. Yep, for sure, man. Or you know, so it's always like just making sure, like, if you get any, like, basically it is. It's just I always thought I couldn't do something. Like, I always thought I had to be at a certain point to show my like loved ones like my gratitude, my love for, my appreciation. But it's like you really don't have to do. You know, like people need, just need to realize that it's just if you have that, like, if you have that situation going on. You know, just prioritize, like prioritize yourself, mm-hmm. and put your money straight, and show your like show your people. You know, like a forty dollar lunch ain't shit. Yeah. You know, like if you have people that have been there, like supporting you, whether if it's from putting money down to just, just you know, words. You know, just you know, uplifting kind words. words. Hell yeah. yeah, definitely. And it's like giving them some motivation because they had your back the whole time. Yeah, definitely. And it's like. Whether if it's from the motivation or just like, just, you know, like the 40 bucks where it's just like to go out to lunch, 60 yeah. bucks to go out to dinner, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So that's definitely one of my... Uh, this is a tiny token of my appreciation. Yeah, definitely. Enjoy yourselves. Yep. You know, I love you. Yeah. For sure. Fuck yeah. So they must be super proud of you right now on the journey that you've been on and still supporting you to this day. Um, how busy are you with this music stuff? Man, I'm I'm busier than I thought I would be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I never really thought like when I first started like music. I never really thought like uh, never really thought that so much business shit would be like involved with it. You know, but like how me and my yeah. partner Ulysses, you know, who I run my team with, 2013. Um, Man, we run this shit like a business, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, Do you guys we, have managers at all? Nah, we are the managers. Yeah. Everything's independent. Independent mind, independent grind. Hell yeah. Um, we, from from getting, like, sessions in at the library, and we'll be there for four hours, bro, just putting in work. You know, whether if it's there or in a garage or wherever the fuck we're at, like, gotcha. it's, it, it's putting in a lot of work, and it's definitely... Uh, it, to, to get to where you want to be, you know, especially in today's era with music, you have to hold many hats. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, my biggest downfall, in my opinion, was just holding on to my DJ hat for so goddamn long. Because the funny thing is, is, like, I always knew, like, I got to produce, I got to produce. But I just, I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, my comfort was, like, rocking shows, rocking shows. And I'm getting shows where it's, like... You have to be like a lot, you know, like this, like a lot of them out of town where they would want people who have their own music. And for some reason, I always had like a way of networking myself into the show with no music. So it was always just like holding many hats. So it was like. um, So you mean you you would mainly be mixing music and you wouldn't be creating like the beats and stuff? Yeah, exactly. I'd be DJing. Gotcha. I'd be DJing. I wouldn't be creating none of the beats or anything like that. I'm literally just, you know, just as any DJ would, just go on, just go on SoundCloud, go on to any DJ pool that, you know, that you pay money for or whatever, and, uh, yeah, you know, just download music and you fucking mix. You know, you just, you do what a DJ does, but mm-hmm. we're in a different we're doing we're in a different era where it's like 
it's just not a DJ zone anymore. It's just not a DJ time anymore. You know, like you gotta produce. You gotta like you gotta hold this hat. You gotta hold that hat. Like the independent storm is like coming out of rush. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got to. You know what I'm saying? Like if little by little, we're forming a team. But it's like you gotta hold many hats right now. For You're sure, grinding out every single day. Cause right now. Nobody like you can't really name a DJ, like for, like right like right now for example, you you can't name a DJ who's in the top one hundred DJ mag, you know who I guess they 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 more so uh, focus on like EDM EDM DJ producers, but none of them in there are just DJs. Yeah. We're 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 not in that time zone. We're not in the time zone where it's like a Jazzy Jeff or like anybody else can just be a DJ from being a DJ. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not like that anymore. You know you gotta hold many hats, and that's yeah. what's most important. You know those guys that were popping back in the day. Nowadays it's like a, a dime a dozen, huh? Kind of thing. As in what sense? As in like, I'm gonna pour up a drink, brother. Oh no, go for <laughs> it. So what I mean is like. You can find those kind. You can find a DJ anywhere, but a producer DJ is harder to come by. Um, or is that the wave now? Everybody's doing both. Like, yes and no, man. Like, yes and no. Like, there's a lot of DJs out there, and then there's a lot of DJ producers out there. Mm. So it's like, you know, it's just I don't. I really. I I don't know, man. I really. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. Like, yeah. yes and no. You know, it's just there. You have your people that just understand that if I don't, you know, like I got, I got to produce to get where I want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, some people think that DJing will just get them to where they want to be, but you know, like if you're if you're trying to come up EDC Tomorrowland, you know, any like just anything in general, man. Like, unless. I guess in my opinion, if you're DJing for just like an artist, you know, mm-hmm. you can kind of just just be a DJ. But I don't know. It's more so you just have to. That's you, not you, you have a you have a lot to rely on at that point. If, you know. Yeah. You 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 don't just don't like you just don't want to be just a DJ because it's like I don't know like for me right now it's like I want to D like I'm a DJ I'm producing and it's like. With production, as long as you keep yourself open, like up with DJing, like with DJing, like you can DJ from, like, you can DJ from having an artist to be like to being just like a uh, to like you know doing raves or whatever, or to even doing corporate events, mm-hmm. to doing weddings, you know, or with production you have, you know, you can be producing for just one artist, or you could be producing for just one genre, but why not produce? hip-hop this genre being able to be like just all around open so it's like being able so you can collect that bag from a commercial on tv that needs that 45 second clip Mm -hmm. and you can just you know you can just make a beat and it's a 45 seconds and you collect and like and you can collect a quick bag from there man and like it could come at like so many different angles where it's like that's one thing that i've always kept like to my like making sure that I keep true to myself is keep myself open to everything. Right. You'll you know? do it all. Yeah. You'll not only just be a, in the rave scene or DJing for your artist, but you'll be 
you know, if you get booked for a wedding, if it's a good friend or if you have a corporate event, like you said. I've seen you perform, uh, spin for a radio station out of school, too. Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I just try to make sure I keep myself open to anything. So it's like I don't want to be that one artist who's just, like, trapped fucking, like, you know, like, into one genre or, like, one selection of things. It's like I want I want this to be my career. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm going to make sure that when it comes to DJing, because you have to think about it. It's like if if you're – the more that you come up and like who's to say that as you come up as a big artist by you producing your own tracks you know as you keep leveling up next thing you know who's to say that you're not producing or you're not you know you're gonna dj a wedding for like gucci or like fucking calvin harris or like you know just anyone big who's coming up like you just never know like it's always good to like just be open in my opinion and like some people will think differently and some people will agree and it's just like yeah that moment can happen at any time yeah someone sees it or you blow up off something else it's uh it's cool yeah and it's like you 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 just you just never know what one opportunity will lead to another you know it's like um like for me like when i was dj like you know, with DJing, um, a lot of people didn't understand why I would take free gigs. And it's like, well, you don't see why I'm taking free gigs because you're seeing the smaller picture. Mm-hmm. You're maybe seeing like that I'm not collecting money that night or anything of that sort. So it's like, you don't understand, but it's like, I've gotten some of like, I've met some of the biggest, like, for me met the biggest people in the industry or whatever 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 from free from free shows right through connections through that free show or that person was there for me it's just like I've had where it's like I'm DJing like you know whether if it's from like a hip hop set to an EDM set and like people asking about me hey do you do DJ like corporate events or anything Mm -hmm. like that and it's like of course I do you know, because it's just like, what's wrong with making a connection with Coca-Cola? Yeah. Or what's wrong with making a connection with this clothing brand that you're going to go show up in their store and spin music for? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I want everybody on my side, you know, or right. damn near close to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to, I just don't want to lose any bridges by not being like diverse. Yeah. For sure. Fully open to the opportunities. Yeah, man. That. So is for this... Sure. Is the music thing your full-time job, or do you also have, like, some side work to, to bring in some extra cash when, when business is slow? Man, to keep, it really, to keep it really honest with you, man, I, <laughs> I work a 9 to 5, you know? Yeah. So it's like... Busy man, man. Fuck. Yeah, I, I work a regular job, um, you know, until... And that's what I always recommend people. Like, don't quit your job just because just because fuck it you know if you do it if you really feel that way fucking do it I'm not telling you differently but more times than none Mm -hmm. you have to think about it as like who's gonna be your first investor at the end of the day yourself yeah well where does that money come from (laughs) well there's a couple different ways where that can come from well you know whether if you're 
you know, whatever, whatever. But, you know, to do the smart thing is just having a nine to five with no setbacks in the future from the feds or anything. You right, know? making it's, sure you got your taxes paid and shit like that. Exactly, man. <laughs> right, just from... <laughs> from, nah, I get it. From, from, <laughs> just from legality issues. Yeah. And it's just like, nah, man. It's like, I, I work a nine to five. And until that day comes where it's like, you can fall back on this video and you can be like, damn, I remember when he had a nine to five. Yeah. Because it won't be like this in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, I know for a fact it won't be. For sure. Um, but nah, for right now, I have a nine to five. And that's, that, that's my investor. You know, I'm out here earning my stripes. And. I feel like that's really important for everybody to do and not to feel like that they're better, that they're, that they don't like, that they don't need to do that. It's yeah. like, no, it's not cool. sit your ass down, yeah. earn your stripes like the rest of us, mm-hmm. unless you're one of those one in a million that you just get lucky, mm-hmm. you know, earn your stripes like the rest of us, right. you know, it's yeah. okay. So as of right now, what is your daily schedule or weekly schedule as far as like, um, your music, also your free time and your your side job or your nine to five. What's a week look like with uh, J Max? Or sorry, Mix One. <laughs> <laughs> um, Monday Monday through Friday, you can catch me at work, <coughs> and that's from in the morning time to the after like to the mid afternoon till about four thirty. Um, and I'm getting home, man, and. I really don't want to eat. I want to fucking, I want to work on music. You know, I have a lot to do. You know, sometimes it's, uh, sometimes it's leaving work early to go to a meeting or whether if it's, a, you know, whether whatever music related or just coming home and just, you know, take a shower, you know, sm- smoke a little bit, medicate and, uh, just Chill get it, and, and then just get right to it, you know. What I'm saying? Oh, okay. Just get right to it as much as I can. I'm not. I'm not much of a person who likes to work on music late at night. You gotcha. know, I'm fucking weird. A lot of people like uh, a lot of musicians are night owls. Yeah, but you got the nine to five. So you got to get up in the morning. Not even get- that. I'm just. I. I man. I just don't like working on music at night. Huh. I just don't like it. I find myself a lot more creative, uh, active. Um, everything man like when i wake up in the morning i'm ready to work from eight to fucking like two three and like put in hours Mm -hmm. you know i feel like if i just i don't know something about the nighttime i just don't fuck with i need sleep you know and it it's okay to just know yourself and just know how you got to function right you know it's just if you want to work with me come in the morning yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then what's what's a weekend look like for you are you off on weekends? Yeah, I'm off on weekends. Um, sometimes it's going out, you know. So uh, one of my, you, I think one of the things that keep me grounded, and this definitely kind of like varies with each person. Um, going out and like being around people, stuff like that. That's what keeps me motivated. Social environments. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. because. I how I came up off DJing, you know, it's like I can't forget how I came up off of music. And that was from going to a party, from being in a social environment, mm-hmm. from being, you know, all all that. So it's like that 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 to me in a sense is like my comfort zone. Which is funny enough because sometimes I'll be in my comfort zone but sometimes I just won't be 
I won't talk much at all. Sometimes I just want to be in my comfort zone, like in a loud, loud music, loud talking, this and that, and then just sit back and just chill. Gotcha. Hell yeah. When's your, when's your next performance? Next performance would be... When is it next performance? Nothing really booked right now. As far as, like, nothing I can say yet. Okay. You know, we have a... We have Something a he- in the works. <clears throat> we have a headlining show coming up. Um, we are, yeah, we have a headlining show, and I don't want to really go into too much more until anything's confirmed, but, you know, right. a tour is in there, you know? One or two tours, actually. And... Yeah, we got a big headlining show that's going to be coming up, and that's going to be huge. Hell yeah. Yeah. You got to definitely let me know, and I'll uh, plug the flyer on my page, too, on Instagram, for sure. Definitely, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing I wanted to ask was your goals. What are your goals, and what is your end goal and your vision for all of this that you're doing? My goals. There's a lot of goals, man. Um... Okay, let's what go. I always, what I always tell people, really, mm-hmm. is that music is just like the first, like, like the first start of it. You mm-hmm. know, like the music is just like is what's gonna give me the money to get me to what I want to be doing next. I mean, I want to be, I, I want to be like, I want to be in there investing into companies. I want to be, I want to be, you know, CEO. I want to be all that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like. The goal is do what I need to do with music, you know, get, keep doing shows, keep producing music, get my artist placements on albums with big artists, mm-hmm. you know, start bringing in my royalty checks. And then once I start getting my checks, just start, just start investing, man. I want to, I definitely like, one of my goals is to be, uh, is to get real estate. I want to be getting real estate in the future and I want to be owning apartment complex. I want to be owning houses. And I want to be, I want to be owning shit, you know, stuff like that. Gotcha. And music is just like, music is just the first step. Gotcha. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That's how I kind of look at this podcast. It's a way for me to network with new people. Um, we've obviously known each other for a long time, but this is just the beginning and everything. But uh, I want to ask you just two more things. But first thing is, what's your message to the world? And maybe to the youth with people confused or hesitant of following their dreams or kind of confused on what they want to do with their life. Definitely. Um, The message is, as far as back as like you've known me, I've always, I've always been a trouble. I've always like was the one who was troubled. I've always been the one that was looked down upon, whether if it was from like I said earlier, from school staff, from, you know, kids around me, and even doubt from, you know, my own family, you know, like some of my own family members. And no matter, no matter, like, no matter what you grow up, like who you grow up with, what you've seen, what you're going through right now, the ups and downs, Mm -hmm. is that there's, as cliche as it sounds, is that there's always light at the end of the tunnel. So it's like, you can be getting caught with the one-twos from life, and, but you can always get back up. So it's like, whether if you're young or a little bit older, whatever it is, 
is that, man, everybody has greatness within, like, you can find, like, find what you like, find what you love, and then, like, have fun, have fun with it, and then find a way to monetize it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it's about finding passion in what what you do. Fuck what everybody says. Yeah, you know. Fuck what fuck what your family says. Fuck what your friends say, and fuck what anybody else that's like in your ear has to say. Because none of that shit matters at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? When you wanted to do this, it didn't matter who said no. Mm-hmm. You were gonna do this, and that's all. That's always how I felt with music, and whether if it was from like getting from like from starting and then realizing like okay i'm getting better how can i I want to perform with bigger artists but nobody's helping me get to that point um what do i got to do i got to put myself on Mm -hmm. so really it's just my message is it's just do it yourself diy you have to you know what i'm saying nobody else believes in you you believe in yourself that's how all the greats started Mm -hmm. you know and it's just like just just don't let nobody have like anybody's doubt is just pretty fucking whacked and it's a reflection of themselves at the end of the day they they definitely man like when you hear insecurity in themselves if you really like if you really take a step back and you hear what somebody is saying about another person a lot of times more than others like what they're saying about that person is really about them Mm -hmm. if you really like step back and you're like oh wait you're calling him fake, but I'm kind of peeping game, and you're fake too. Yeah. You know, and it's just like you—you you just have to like you have to you have to be able to like see that bullshit and then move past with it. And it's just like whether if you're trying to find like your dream or whether if you're just trying to find your own happiness or whatever it is, like you take it within yourself and you just let nobody ever tell you anything. You know. It's just so funny because, like, I always grew up with, you know, kids telling me this and that. You're a wigger, this and that. Nobody knew where I grew up from. Nobody nobody just didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. A lot of those kids who talk shit are a lot of people who come up now and will be like, oh, yo, I see you. I see you're out here, you know. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, one thing that, you know, same things that make you, you know, Laugh will make you cry. Same thing that will make you cry will make you laugh, and you just always have to keep that into you know into perspective for sure. Dang, that was a cool outro to this shit right here. <laughs> One more thing though, I wanna Let's get I want to you it. to plug your uh, social media before we get out of here. DJ Mixwell, DJ M I X X W E L L on all social networks. Um, check out my roommate shit, Danny. Cauldron's Coconut Oil, all social platforms, The Real Ulysses. Yeah. Shout shit. out to all the Shout guys. Shout out to Hunter Hamill, yo. Hey. Thanks, thanks for, for having doing me, this bro. with me. And uh, yeah, man, anybody who's out there chasing their dreams, make sure that you keep on doing it. When you see the hard times, make sure that you can, like, you have to, you, there's no way of seeing good things without going through bullshit. And that's a fucking fact. And. Shit, that's why we all cried when we were babies, and that's why we all, uh, you know, laughed a little bit after that. Yeah. So you always have to keep it into perspective, and uh, yeah, man, 
I hope everybody chase their dreams, and I'll see everybody at the finish line. Yes, That's sir. a for sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time.